0: Good afternoon, and welcome to episode sixty-seven of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And t- today's episode is entitled "Tones versus Pulses." What on Earth's all that about, Kareen?
1: Well, it's interesting that you ask because I tried to have a rotary phone installed in our in our home when we first moved here two years ago. And I was given a very odd look by the serviceman who came by, and he said, we no longer accept these phones that send out pulses. You must have a digital phone that gives out a tone. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my Bakelite black rotary (laughs) phone that was heavy enough to squash any intruder on the head.
0: (laughs) Was it and, one of those candlestick ones? You know, you No, put it wasn't a candlestick
1: in. one. It was a regular telephone with a rotary dial. And it was fantastic. I loved it. It would sit on my desk and I could take client calls from it left and right. It worked fine. But uh, it's gone the way of the dodo. And so <laughs> I suppose that's the point of having this episode called Tones versus Pulses. Because we're talking about how to marry digital information with paper planning and digital technology with paper mm.
0: planning. I, we won't get into the technicalities that pulses are actually sort of digital in a way, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of glance over that sort of minor technicality.
1: <laughs> for now, for, for a very basic conversation, I suppose we can, at least we can distinguish them as tones and pulses. Yeah. That they vary between the two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, it we keep getting or we've had I've certainly been asked several times about using uh, sort of digital technology, for want of a better word, um, in conjunction or as well as or whatever with your paper planner. And it's it seems to be a, a topic that I'm sure will reoccur you know, as things progress and what have you. But there's been several articles recently um, in various news channels about the resurgence of paper planning. We'll go in, well, we haven't been away.
1: Right. <laughs> We're sort of sitting here going, well, it's about time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> We've so been waiting for you way. guys to
1: catch up with us, <laughs> us trendsetters over here at the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse.
0: <laughs> but... I start, it makes you sort of, when you read one of those articles, you sort of sit there nodding almost sort of thing. You go, yes, <laughs> but you start, we don't have to justify why you still use a paper planner um, because you always get these sort of same sort of comments come up, don't you? You know, couldn't yes. you do that with your phone or, or I do that with my phone or my tablet or I do it on my PC and and so on and so on. And people get sort of naturally a little bit sort of anxious, I think, about being sort of uh, pigeonholed as being a sort of a non-progressive, if you like, not, wanting to, not <laughs> wanting to take on new technology.
1: Right, that you're technologically averse should you yeah. have a paper planner. And, and that's, I think, why we're having this discussion today, because we had, in fact, had an episode where we discussed digital versus analogue. And I think now what we're doing is we're marrying the two and we're saying they're two sides of the same coin, really, digital Mm. and analog. Um, I know Steve used to have this wonderful contest he would have with people that would threaten him and say, well, I've got a phone that can get my notes done quickly. And Steve would say, sure, go on then. Let's see who gets to their notes first. And sure (laughs) enough, the paper planner would win because by the time you've unlocked it, by the Mm. time you've clicked the correct app, by the time the app has opened up, and by the time you've gotten your little fat fingers to type in what you need to type he's already finished writing what he needs to write it takes less time to write things down in a paper planner than it does in a digital device however however that doesn't mean that digital devices are are not needed and they're they're a complete opposite of what we're trying to achieve here which is efficiency and purpose of completing our tasks and goals in life
0: mm. i think that you can mix the two quite happily together Indeed. I, I caution the word mix. You can use both of them without there being conflict. Let me explain. When I say use both, I don't mean using the two to do the same thing, because it's that to me is almost like using two paper planners to do the same thing. Right. Um, you end up duplicating things and all the rest of it now. I will put a caveat on that in the sense that I know a lot of people that, um, say, in a work situation, have to use a digital calendar purely because that is the um, edict of their employer and they have to sort of make sure that all their appointments on the sort of work computer system, um, be it Outlook or whatever so that other people can see where you are and all the rest of it, fine. Um, but you you would most probably hang back from putting all your personal um, appointments and to-dos on a system like that because who's looking at them uh, and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and that sort of, you know, demarcation would be very easy to use in the sense that, um, you would keep all the personal stuff in your own paper planner and you'd keep all your work stuff on the digital one. Maybe there might be the odd note or two that gets transferred from one domain to the other. Like, you know, you, you've got day's leave, so obviously you're going to record that on the, the works one. And then similarly, if you're going to be home late or something because of a work um, commitment or something, description that might get transferred so you do tell folks at home and all the rest of it but there's sort of not a complete overlap there is a sort of a, a the overlap at the fringes of your everyday life sort of thing um, the other thing where I find you can use both is tasks where it's a routine task i like something that happens every single day or every week or every month or at some random sort of um, interval but it repeats itself and it's the same thing it's a have you done this yes have you done it no a simple thing like that then that lends itself easily to being just put on whatever software comes with your pc sort of thing and and that's how I tend to use that which, which the,
1: software do you use steve well it's just
0: get. the normal reminders app in in the mac os and on ios it, and the, i don't know what the equivalent is to be honest with you on um, windows because i don't haven't run windows for some time um, but,
1: i i specifically made steve say which app he uses because i think that's also one of the questions that comes up is mm. how do we distinguish between the technological noise that comes towards us with use this app and no, this app is better. And there's 10 apps and all of a sudden you find yourself with 20 apps on your smartphone, which all have the same to do list duplicating yeah. themselves. And it's like, no, you don't have to get sexy with this. It can no. be a very simple app. I know Carrie Harling and I use the OmniFocus. I'm quite happy with that. It mm. does the job. I used to use an app called Routines as well that Mm -hmm. you could just plug in and it would ask you well this thing do you do it every day every week every month every year and you could sort of customize when you do certain things so that you're mindlessly can go about taking care of them um, Mm. instead of having to spend mental energy where it's it's unimportant it is absolutely unimportant to spend mental energy collecting this data and i think that's what you do with your reminders app steve right yeah
0: the the main thing for me is is it just reminds me to do something at a particular time of the day or um you know it because I'm so forgetful or if you've got a busy day and you've got you know four or five other things to do you it's very easy to miss something, but and, this, and we're
1: talking about mindless tasks at this point yeah right? there's, not there's simple things like taking
0: needs. medication or right um Checking them, you know, your sort of electricity meter reading once a month or water meter reading once a month. Nothing particularly tasking in the sense that it takes you a long time to do. Or something that's, you know, some of the things that aren't critical if you forget to do them, sort of thing. You know, like reading the meters, if I do it a day late, it doesn't really have any impact on the day-to-day run of the place you know the electricity still flows, the water still flows yeah. and all the rest of it um, and maybe you do you start to wonder why like, you do um, all of these
1: right, and the routines remember the routine stamp that, who was it that nice gentleman that we used to have on Filofaxi, he had a stamp that he had um, outlined his making his bed, brushing his teeth combing yeah. his hair, basic routines like that that yeah. could also be included as reminder apps, but I think he had done them just so that he could be slightly more mindful of them Mm. um and i think that there that takes a little bit of a personal spin at that point because they they are things that perhaps you're trying to work towards or goals that you're trying to achieve and so that, i think they do differ than just water meter reading for example it's not quite yeah the same.
0: there's 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 a certain extent i think that you do you know do you need to write every single thing down that you do in any one day i certainly don't need that level of detail per se um, but I do sort of what I like about using the paper side of things for reminders is it that they're the non-routine things, the things that don't come up um, the same every day or the, every week or every month. They're the ones that you know they're ad hoc sort of things, if you like, and sometimes they need a bit more explanation. Then you can get in just you know a few words sort of thing in an app.
1: Like like that watch that you have, right? Yeah, so give that the, example because that's good.
0: I have a watch that's sort of day date type thing, but of course it doesn't take into account of the long and short months. So I've got a, a sort of set appointment set up for the first of certain months that sort of says check watch. So it only does it on the sort of day after a 30-day month or the 28-day month. So 1st of March, it will say, check, watch, uh, and so on. So they're not, it's not every single month. It's just a few months in the year sort of thing. But, um, and but so again, And that would
1: make sense because to use a digital device to help you remind that yeah. is perfectly suited as opposed to writing in a book where you would alternate months perhaps Mm. and not every month because i think june and july also have 31 and so you have to jump into august and so right that would be just a simple Mm.
0: digital it just comes up as a little reminder that all of these digital ones though you could actually put them in a paper planner if you wanted but you you could sort of you know, you, it, you wouldn't be able to see the wood for the trees, to use a <laughs> lovely phrase.
1: Too many things written down there. Yeah,
0: there would be so much written down. Um, and the other distinction I've um, got with some of my electronic reminders is they're contextualized. And I know ah, you love that yes, word. that
1: wonderful so word. So there are
0: things that I would only actually do when I'm actually in front of the PC, so if the PC is reminding me to do something that I've actually got to do on the PC, whichever one that might be. so and That
1: creates efficiency. Yeah. Which is what we're after, right? Exactly. We're not after duplicating data because, as you said, it's fundamentally flawed to have two paper planners. So why would we sit there and try and recreate data? Of course, you're going to have overlap, right? You're going mm. to have two sets of address books, perhaps you will yeah. have one digital and one analog, but you're not sitting there trying to recreate this stuff. If the stuff gets inputted, it's being um, duplicated as a side effect, not mm. as a result of you sitting there and having to recreate this information.
0: I think everyone should try to avoid du- du- mass duplication of, of anything that we do, because it just leads to um, problems, either... Uh, sort of not maybe not initially but I always think back to um, a little thing that I used to do at work that if it's something is easy to set up in the first place that's that's a, a tick in the box but you what you then have to think about is how easy is it to maintain that system on an ongoing process
1: and and that's what we've discovered because both of us have been we found ourselves duplicating our planners, haven't we?
0: Yeah, been the yeah, And that.
1: we both found out that initially you start off with the greatest intentions. Yeah. And you say to yourself, my goodness, this is it. I can finally have all of my yeah. information in two places. And then you find the maintenance of that to mm. be such a chore that you have absolutely removed all intuition, all desire, all anything to mm. want to continue planning. And so you throw your hands up and the planner in the air and you say, I'm done. So we we don't, both of us don't recommend duplication in planners or in electronic devices. That's mm. supplement. And I think that's the key because yeah. when we did the analog versus digital conversation, we did say that so long as you have an analog system set up, the technology is there to supplement it. Mm. Earlier you were talking about not mixing the two, but using the two in conjunction. And you, I think you that's you where think, the conversation is. Yes.
0: I find there's an awful lot of you You can get very tempted by you know if you've been to a planner event or some description and you happen or you look on YouTube or you look on blogs or whatever, and you see someone else's plan and you think, "Oh that looks nice, oh that, that looks yeah, it's the sort of temptation almost to look at something that's different from what you've been used to using and If you're tempted because maybe your current system, to your um, inclination, isn't working as well as it could be, then it's far too tempting to sort of think, oh, I want to try that out because the person that's advocating the use of a different planner, whatever it is, is saying how wonderful it is and how it's helped them. But hold on a minute. We don't all have the same lives, you know. One solution doesn't fit all, um, and you know, one type of planner might not suit everyone, and or one particular layout might not suit everyone. It's a very much an individual thing. You know, well, we, all we have... also
1: don't process information similarly, yeah. and the reason that your planner system is not working may not be the reason that you think, no. <laughs> right? So you, in other words, you have to find something that works for you. And you can certainly get ideas from other people and try them out. Mm. But what I've seen more often than not is people say, oh, I want my planner to look like person X's. And they'll throw away their entire system, get into person X's planner, and then see that it hasn't worked for them because it takes so much effort and hmm. time to create what that person has created perhaps for one instagram photo where they've spent six or seven <laughs> hours trying to make something look good but just because it looks good does not doesn't mean it works i i have a saying that says neat neat lists are nice but messy lists get done people yeah.
0: don't do that do they
1: <laughs> yes they do steve <laughs>
0: oh i am so surprised <laughs>
1: <laughs> shocked shocked i think you're shocked Shock,
0: shocked, <laughs> shocked, shocked is the right word.
1: yes yes um so in the name of everything efficient and getting things done and trying to move your life along such that you can see progression and you can see uh the ability to track details of the little parts of your life why not use a digital device to have reminders pop up automatically on a weekly monthly and yearly mm. basis why not i i love the routines app when i was using it it was fantastic yeah i i recommend it but and again and that's the thing that we run into that was how do we know which app to use because you and i yeah. talk about a handful of apps but then there's 10 of them out there that say they do the very same thing yeah and i think that's I part got... of it is getting caught in that noise
0: yeah I have, over the years, got so frustrated with so many of, of them for different reasons, most mostly quite simple, stupid reasons. Um, and recently, I just sort of said, enough. <laughs> and I got rid of all of the, the ones that I'd bought or downloaded yeah. for free. And just went back to the native one and said, right, I'm sure this will work. And sure enough, it does. But another point... I'd like to make is we should all um, look at maybe all of the things that you've currently got electronically or you've currently got on paper and see if there is any mileage in moving them in the opposite direction to each other. So you might have lots of regular things all cluttering up your paper planner. Is there any mileage in moving some of those ones across into the digital domain as a reminder, as a simplifying your paper planner? What would that benefit give you? Would it mean you could downsize, maybe, because you're not having to fill up the page so much, but still retain control, as it were, and vice versa, you know, are there some things that you need be- more sight of um, by them being in your paper planner, being more sort of, you know, stand out rather than having to look at a screen to, or to look at your phone or whatever?
1: And I have a perfect example of that. I have managed to collect a lot of the loyalty cards and credit cards that mm. we use in our household into a personal sized file box. tax. Mm. I use a day timer silicone sleeves that I have gotten at the local paper supply company. And what I've done is basically that has become my wallet. And the reason I've created, because I know everybody's told me, oh, you can get a digital version of your loyalty cards collected. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't do that is because when I am running my household or my office or my husband's issues with credit cards or whatever it is that's going on out there, I am usually on the phone. And for me to have to put the phone away from my ear to try and look up a wallet on my digital device is absurd to me. I would much rather have the physical item in front of me so that I can read off a number and reference what needs to be referenced off the information backside of a loyalty card Hmm. very quickly by flipping it open rather than have to dig through my phone similarly when we do check into hotels when we travel and we have the loyalty cards at the ready there's not a lot of hold on let me get my phone open to get you the thing that you need Mm. to find it to dig through i don't have time for that i don't want to be that person that holds other people up in line i like to be ready with what i have and it makes my life so much easier because we had some debt and we've paid off and once those credit cards are gone they're out of my visual field of, of vision they're gone So I no longer need to see them to be able to understand and I can have a mental picture. It's a topographic, physical topographic Mm. map, literally is what that wallet has become, for me to wrap my head around what we're handling on a daily basis.
0: I'm I'm the guy who still prints out boarding passes and has paper train tickets. Same
1: here. (laughs) (laughs) And Plus, they make for wonderful... um, you know, Memories afterwards. To, yeah, 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 to keep them in your travellers' yeah. notebooks and so on. Stick
0: it in your journal afterwards.
1: Or stick it in your ear, Steve.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> I won't Why
1: do, would that, I do no. that, no. <laughs> no don't, don't stick it in your ear.
0: <laughs> well, one thing to sort of sort of, go slightly sideways on this topic of people saying, well, this works or this doesn't work for me. Um, a little sort of peace of mind for you. Something will happen when you least expect it to happen that suddenly all of a sudden things will suddenly click into place when you least expect them to how so Uh, well take my sort of change over to using um, splitting my a5 into two separate organizers one that i need to see you know see the actual contents of it all the time um, compared to the contents that i only need to reference you know be once a week or whenever um so that I feel as
1: though i need to start calling you Voldemort for having split the four cruxes into two i don't i don't know if i could handle that yeah, i i hear you say this and there's just this wrongness about what i'm hearing you say but to split the a5 into two is just medieval well, torture <laughs>
0: it wasn't physically split it's just the contents into two yes, separate yes yes i understand go on <laughs> but it, that all came about because i was asked to do a review of the heritage with very small rings right. and the, look I look at it looked initially i thought well i'm never going to use that you know it's well, what how can i go from 35 mil rings down to 16 and still function and it wasn't until i thought sort of almost sort of didn't force myself i suddenly sort of sat down with a with the contents or the sections, and thought, yes, no, yeah, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> if right. I just only used that, I only regularly refer to that particular section, which I actually am now able to carry with me, all of a sudden I could suddenly um, do away with carrying all this extra stuff with me all the time and had this flexibility to move same size pages from one organizer into another. Um, so I always had that stuff that I always needed um, to hand um, in one organizer. That's some, other...
1: that's some next level stuff there, Steve. Because yeah, maybe. Ultimately what you're saying, and, and I I hear you, I think the, the fundamental reason you're doing that is because you really don't need to have pages in October flying around with you in January. No. You don't. But I'm just terrified, absolutely terrified (laughs) of splitting it up because I don't know where those pages will go. They'll fly away. They won't be there in October when I need to find them. But it's so right what you're saying that if you don't need to carry that much information, then why carry it and simplify your life?
0: It's something I've done now for just over a year and I'm not going back again. Certainly not. It's, you know, it's sort of rooted now as my sort of ideal solution. Um, And yes, you know, I do get tempted to try other forms of planners and what have you. (laughs) And I even (laughs) went back to using two at one point. I'm thinking, yes, and this is where I realised, yes, it's very easy to set up. Oh, this looks nice and all the rest of it. But maintaining it on an ongoing basis Mm. is where it falls down fundamentally, sort of thing.
1: And there's something so easy to be able to grab your little thin A5 heritage mm. and yeah. take that on the go and know that you've got everything in there to survive the week. Yeah. Nothing in there is going to happen that's going to take you outside the scope mm. of that time frame. Mm. So there is some comfort in that. Um, I think perhaps my it's my own insecurities that don't <laughs> allow me to, to branch off and say I'll do the same. Uh, I I think that's also why some people, including myself, still want to maintain the personal size planner Mm. and an A5 or B5, depending on which larger size you prefer, is because I feel like the the personal size will allow me to take that little piece of information with me wherever I go and not have to lug around the A5. And so you've managed to turn a personal size into an A5 simply by narrowing the rings. Making
0: it slimmer. Yeah, uh, That's been the key for me. Uh, I tend to use no bigger than 25 mil rings now for the, the one that I carry around with me because that works. And in that size of organiser, you can get a, a year's worth of week on two pages easily with still capacity for additional notes and other bits and pieces. Stuff that you need with you sort of on a day-to-day basis um but you know over time you will possibly potentially sort of swaps things out or swap things in depending on what you're doing you know if if i'm traveling for instance and i need maps and stuff i will move those in You'll um, be
1: happy to know that my thirty-five millimeter rings are no longer maxed out. (laughs) However, I still need something larger than twenty-five, and in the name of everything holy, will the will the ring manufacturers of the world please make us a set of thirty millimeter A five rings? Please, we just they do exist. (laughs) They they do, they do, but it requires so much effort to Mm. try and get them in. Um, So I have also lessened the amount of data that I'm carrying and I find that the more I plan the the more I can get my head wrapped around what needs to happen and the less information I need to carry so perhaps there is some next level stuff happening here in terms of personal growth Um, as far as as planning because I remember when my 35 millimeter rings used to be maxed out and the planner cover would hardly close and now I find there's a lot of room Mm. in even at the start of the year which
0: is (laughs) Technically, yeah, the traditionally the, the sort of people who are going, oh no, how am I going to get all this stuff in there? Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, there's still a tendency, I have a pull, to try and f- see if I can get everything into a personal size, but I just can't find myself using that kind of information on uh, a desk surface to plan it out. So perhaps on the go. On the go it does work. Hmm. I was wondering if we could use uh, the last few minutes of our Episode here to discuss some of the technology that we do use that helps us tie in our our planning to maximize efficiency and contextualize and that sort of Mm. thing. So, have any from a
0: sort of family point of view? I use again the native sort of calendar app on Mac, basically just to record trips um, away, things when I'm going to be you know like doing the podcast recording. Um and, and stuff like that. It doesn't get very detailed stuff. Um, so
1: ICAL and then reminders.
0: Yeah. So and reminders and that's it. Really. Um, I use
1: um Evernote as well to scan mm. the important documents, the ones that we have in the bank, the ones that Right. It's it's the and should the house catch fire sort of scenario, mm. right? If you I want to make sure I have those documents on file. Um and then I do use the Omnifocus. Mm-hmm. I've tried using the reminders, but I they sort of it, the formatting doesn't work right with me for some reason or another. Once they just keep wanting me to create more and more categories, and I mm. don't understand that on separate pages. The OmniFocus allows that to be all on the same page, mm. so I can selectively pick what I'm looking at visually. Mm. I think is the issue. The iCal I use the same. Steve and I program the and schedule mm. the episodes on iCal together. We share calendars and i think as far as word processing i use the pages mm-hmm. app i've weaned myself off of the microsoft apps ever since they wanted money from me from something that i already paid for and i got mad at them so i do use all the native mac uh word processing excel the the i use mm-hmm. the numbers i use um, keynote now for instead of powerpoint And I have found them to be so much simpler to use. There is a little Mm. bit of a learning curve. And I wouldn't even say learning. I would say adjustment curve when it comes to that. But once I've gone the simpler direction, I I haven't looked back. But other than that, you don't need anything else. I mean, I don't. I don't know what other people Mm. use. But don't get overwhelmed. Don't overwhelm yourself with trying the latest, fastest, neatest, beautiful thing. Because I've stopped looking. I've just stopped looking. And Mm -hmm. I just use what works for me. And it just works.
0: Keep it simple, I think, is the the, the key thing to take away. Yeah. Anyway, we've run over time. Oh, no. You're going to (laughs) self-destruct. No, we won't. (laughs) So where can we find you on the interwebs?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Karin Tovmasian and on the webs at throatpunchresumes.com as well as planarology.com.
0: And as usual, you'll find me at philofaxi.com travellersnotebooktimes.com and on instagram as mr or something like that <laughs> and don't forget folks if you've enjoyed this podcast rambling as we have don't forget to like it subscribe to it and share it